If you were to look at God's playbook for your life, I think you would be amazed at all he intends to accomplish through your one life. Welcome from one woman under construction to another to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. We have been talking about the characteristics of the excellent woman. And if we're not careful, if we're we're looking through non-spiritual eyes, we can be very intimidated by this woman. But as I said before, we are God's workmanship every bit as much, if not more so, because we're, we're Christians and we live in the New Testament era, um, than this, this particular uh, woman that's mentioned here in Proverbs 31. But I want to encourage you today by showing you two additional attributes of this woman. She is constructive and she is compassionate. Two beautiful, beautiful attributes. Let's talk about them. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and today we begin uh, our look at verse verses 19 and 20 in our talk about the qualities of the excellent woman. Verse 19 says, she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. Then verse 20 says, she extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. When I first read that first verse, uh, verse 19, I thought, huh? What is a distaff and what's a spindle? So, excuse me. So I looked up both of them and they are tools, instruments used in spinning wool or any other natural fiber into yarn. And then I thought, okay, now that I understand these terms, why mention that? Why why would he even mention that? I understand, you know, about the merchant ships. I understand about the food. But why would he mention something so mundane? Why would he think that that was something important in his mention of a woman of noble character. And so then I started to look at verses 19 and 20 together. And I noticed that hands are mentioned in each verse, twice in each verse. Stretches, the word stretches, the verb is also mentioned. And so I thought, okay, let's look at both of those verses as a unit. We've already mentioned that this woman is busy. She does not have time to sit around twiddling her thumbs. She's always busy. She's always doing something. Not to the point of exhaustion, not in an imbalanced way, but she recognizes that she's got purpose. But when I look at the the mundane task of her spinning wool or flax into yarn, I thought about the fact that she is 
She's constructive. She is doing something. I mean, think about it. Yarn or thread is the foundation for clothing. It's the foundation for coverings, uh, blankets, those kinds of things. Somebody needed to do that. If those particular things, those foundational things are not done, then her daughter doesn't get a wedding dress. Her children don't have anything to wear. Her family will freeze. She doesn't have anything to sell. So she is very constructive because she's doing something that is foundational for the kind of life that she wants to provide for her family. Our culture sometimes tends to look down its nose at people who do the grassroots types of things. I think about farmers, you know, think about it. If the farmers did not do their job, we would starve, would we not? I am so very glad that that I don't have to grow my own food. My hat's off to people who do. My husband has a green thumb. He can just look at a plant and it'll just do what it's supposed to do. Uh, but I can kill anything. Even the plants that people say you can't kill, you want to bet? <laughs> I can kill them. But but what my point is that oftentimes the things that make everything else possible can sometimes be looked upon as though it's inferior work. But this woman recognizes that there is no task that is too menial. Why? Because she knows that there are people and a way of life that's depending upon her doing these things. You and I need to have the kind of mindset that values the grassroots kinds of things. Uh, Somebody's got to clean the toilets. Somebody's got to sweep the floor. Somebody's got to go and buy the food. Somebody has got to vacuum. Somebody's got to rake the leaves. Now, as I said, we don't need to be trying to do all those things, especially if we got children at home. We don't need to be trying to do all of those things. Uh, We need to delegate when we can. But there is something to be said for being the person who does those things and who places value on those things. Somebody's got to wash the dishes. Somebody's got to cook the food. And blessed is the one who has the ability to do it. Because everybody around her benefits when those things get done. She is constructive. Now, think about the woman who is mentioned in Proverbs 7. Verse 11, I remember just being very intrigued the very first time I read this. Um, The whole of Proverbs chapter 7 talks about the wayward woman. And one of the attributes is that, uh, let's see, NIV says from uh, Proverbs 7, 11, it says she is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Another translation says she is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. The CSB version says she is loud and defiant. Her feet do not stay at home. We've talked about distraction before. 
And there are all kinds of things pulling us away from doing the things that make for a good quality of life. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with having fun. But there is a time to have fun. And then there's a time to get to work. There is a time to do the things that need to be done. This woman is not lazy. She's got her priorities right. And she is doing what needs to be done. She is she is filling a valuable space in her family, in her church. She is, I just think I, I, the word hands just keeps coming out. You know, when, when she's, she's, she's doing the thing with the spindle and the distaff, her hands are busy doing something that's going to benefit somebody else, going to benefit herself, but also somebody else. She is at home. She is doing what needs to be done. She does have a business side. She does have a time when she goes out and she sells and that sort of thing, but not to the neglect, but to the support of the things that she does at home. I also love the fact that in verse 20, it says she extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. Friends, this woman is compassionate. She is not only focused on her own family, but she contributes to the needs of others. Um, she doesn't have the us for and no more mentality. She recognizes that there is a world outside of her own doorstep. She's at home when she needs to be there, but she's not, um, she doesn't have, what's that word? I think it's myopic where she's only focused on herself and her own needs and her own family's needs. She recognizes that there is a broader world. There's a community of people. There's, 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 there's a church family, there's their neighbors, their community people, there are other people besides herself. And she sees that she has something valuable to contribute. People and families fall on hard times sometimes. And I've been reading through, um, going through the Old Testament, uh, through the Bible in the year, um, reading plan and I've been I've been intrigued and moved by the fact that God always makes a pl- a contingency plan. He makes a plan for every contingency. And and he talks about you know the stranger, the foreigner, you know what do you do about them? Uh the poor. He 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 makes a plan for them. Nothing takes them by surprise. And the beauty is that we as women get to be the solution to somebody's problem. I don't know about you, but I've been needy before. I've been that person who needed to go down to the food bank. I've been that person who needed just compassion from someone. I I fell upon hard times. And I had some needs that I could not meet for myself in that season. And I'm telling you, there's nothing like being in need yourself to soften your heart for people when 
They're in need. And you know, sometimes it's not that you did anything wrong. We live in a in a fallen world and sometimes people lose jobs. Sometimes, you know, people, breadwinners die or breadwinners get sick. There are all kinds of things that can just happen. And we have we have no, you know, we're blindsided by those things. But the beautiful thing is that God has somebody already planned to step in and to meet that need. But sometimes we get the privilege of being that person who steps in and makes and makes provision for someone in their season of need. And that's one of the things that I love about being a part of the body of Christ is that we are all we're responsible for each other in a in a healthy way. We're to look out for the needs of each other. We're family. And sometimes God allows us to have plenty in a season, not so that we can keep it all on ourselves, but so that we'll have some overflow and some extra to give to someone else. And you never know when your turn will come to be in need and you'll want someone to be there and meet your need. I also want to just uh, encourage you with the fact that it doesn't always have to involve money. Usually when we think of giving and we think of compassion, we think mainly of money and there is nothing wrong with giving money. I have, I, I, I know of women who God has blessed them with an abundance, abundance of, of, of money, of funds. He has blessed them uh, financially and they have such huge hearts and such generous spirits that they give extra for ministries, for um, relief efforts, for education, for a child to go to camp, for for all kinds of things. There are all kinds of beautiful, creative ways to to be a blessing to someone. So, you know, money has its place, but you don't have to be rich to be generous and to be compassionate. You can give of your time. You can give sometimes even in your own season of need, you can still have something to contribute to someone else. I'm thinking of a verse. Uh, Let's see where it is. It's in Ephesians chapter four, verse 28. And let me get to that place where I can hit the back button and get to that verse. Try this unusual bedtime ice hack. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was the wrong button. Y'all, this is real time, um, and I'm not the I'm not the person to edit, so uh, that is going to just be there, and let's just have a laugh together about that. So give me a second while I look up Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty eight, um, and read that verse to you. Four colon twenty eight. It says, "He who has been stealing must steal no longer." but must work doing good with his own hands that he may have something to share with the one in need. God calls all of us to share something of what he has provided for us. It may be energy. It may be time. It may be finances. It may be food. It may be clothing. It may be expertise. But there are a myriad of ways 
to share with other people. And there is something beautiful that happens when we minister to one another in that way. I see this woman in Proverbs 31 giving food to needy people. I see her providing clothing uh, or, 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 or um, blankets and things like that to people who find themselves in a bad way. I see her producing something so that she can sell so that with those proceeds, she can minister to her family, but also have something extra to give to somebody else. Maybe aging parents, maybe someone who has lost their job, maybe somebody who has been injured on the job and can't work, um, all kinds of ways. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. And the beauty is that there is nobody who is under the sound of my voice who has nothing to contribute. Because God is too good and he is too creative to create anybody who doesn't have anything to offer. Sometimes what you have to offer is wisdom and experience. Now, I want to say and I always do this, and it's just my passion right now. Maybe it's because of the season of life that I'm in right now. But for those of you who have children at home, I hope that you encourage them to be busy. Um, I think you know me well enough. I hope you do uh, to understand that I'm not saying that you need to always be on their case about everything, but sitting up and playing video games day in and day out is not really doing anybody any favors. I think that there is great value in teaching children how to work with their hands. When I, um, my husband and I used to go on mission trips to New Mexico. And one of the things that, that I admired was that oftentimes the children would be taught how to create something with their hands they they would they would they would be doing crafts whether it's with beads or with yarn or or string or or whatever jewelry making and and those sorts of things god has created us to be productive and there are so very many ways to do that you can teach your child sports or or have them taught sports you can teach them how to so you can teach them how to write, how to paint, or you can you can you can put them under the tutelage of somebody to learn how to do that. A bored child um, is a child who needs an opportunity to engage his or her mind in creating something, in volunteering, in doing something. But we do not want to to allow our children to just lay around all day and do nothing. Give them creative ideas. Take them to the library. Read something. I think you understand what I'm saying. But that is part of our ministry is, is, is to train our children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews how to be productive and to entertain themselves by working with their hands in some sort of way, by engaging their mind in some sort of way um, to not be idle 
because we only get this one life. And God, before we were even born, decided how many breaths we would take in our lifetime. And there are too many needs out there. And there's too much ministry that needs to be done. And there's so much loving that needs to be done. There's so much compassion that is needed out there that we don't want to waste our time sitting around only tending to ourselves and those closest to us and turning a blind eye to the people that are out there that are in need of what we have. Our skill, our time, our expertise, and most of all, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oftentimes, our skills can be a doorway to introducing someone to Jesus Christ. Sometimes you won't have a hearing of a particular person unless you're doing something. You have a you have a common ground with them. I just encourage you to ask the Lord. Lord, what would you have me do with my time? What would you have me do with my resources? Open the door and make it very, very plain what you want me to do with the resources that you've given me, with the skill and the expertise expertise I have. Again, we all can't be out volunteering all the time. We all have uh, other responsibilities, but we want to have the mentality that says, Lord, whatever I have is yours. Show me how you want me to use it for your glory. Help, help me to make the best use of however many breaths you want to give me on this planet. If you have been encouraged by today's message, I hope that you won't keep it to yourself. Pass it on to somebody else. Forward this message to them and say, hey, I thought this might bless you today. I'm so grateful for your time and attention uh, on today's episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time as we continue talking about the qualities of an excellent woman. Be blessed.